Hey guys, Corey Frills here with the LTW Group. I have Autumn and Amanda and Becca on with me today, not on our uh, Lisa and Becky. Um, and so we're going to do a little different format today. One, you can see our faces uh, if if you so choose. We'll have this in a couple different formats, but we're going to talk about the markets, um, and then we'll as we typically do. And then we're just going to have a conversation about the state of housing, what we're seeing in the market, and then some some solutions to to problems that we're just, you know, we've had to get creative to um, keep the wheels turning for people because um, we, we believe the, under, the underlying need is still there. So um, the markets uh, this week was just another uh, disastrous week per CNBC. I, I was got a notification on my phone this morning, um, and it literally called it a disastrous week, month, and quarter uh, in both the stock and the bond market. And so, I mean, we had from Friday to Monday, rates jumped about three-eighths of a percent, so 0.375 um, from high sixes to over seven. And then it's just been a, a roller coaster ever since. So Monday and Tuesday were both terrible days uh, with a lot of drama in between. So multiple reprices. We got different rate sheets multiple times throughout the day, which was really hard, um, really hard for buyers to understand, especially if they went under contract over the weekend. You know, you just have to think reasonably the last time they may have gotten an interest rate was Thursday or Friday. And then all of a sudden they have a house and they call to get started. And we're like, Hey, bad news. Interest rates have risen. It, it, they don't understand this thing. They don't understand this concept. And so it can feel very confusing. And then, you know, you're under pressure, especially when, when rates are moving during the day, buyers feel under pressure uh, to lock something in and and we feel under pressure because we're I've always said it's my least favorite part of my job. I feel like a used car salesman where I'm like, this is good, you know, this deal's good right now. That's but that's just the truth. That's just how it works. So um had a tough, had a tough week in that way. And I think I was on the phone with borrowers and the team and other lenders until nine o'clock Monday. So Monday was a really long day. Um then throughout the week, it just kind of oscillated back and forth. So what caused it was actually um, some drama overseas in Great Britain. So they're in they're in a real crisis right now. Probably they're worse off than we are because they are so dependent upon Russia for energy. Hmm. And um, they, uh, I mean, their economy is in, in real trouble. So they actually um, are are putting into play some economics from in the 1980s in the United States, um, when Ronald Reagan was president and then Paul Volcker, Paul Volcker was the Fed chair um, and getting a lot of flack for it. Um, so anyway, that some drama overseas has pushed interest rates higher. Um, and then Great Britain came out Tuesday overnight. Um, I guess it would have been Wednesday in, in Great Britain when they did this um, and started buying uh, their equivalent of the U.S. ten-year Treasury. It's called a gilt. Um, so it's a it's the same thing. It's a, a government bond. They started buying those, which then forced our bonds down, which actually gave us some reprieve in interest rates. So all this stuff has nothing to do with the United States, but because we're a global economy, we're feeling it as well. So um, anyway, I think rates right now. Um, 
if you look at, we like to look at um, this index called the Optimal Blue Index. Optimal Blue is the pricing engine that we use, meaning pricing engine is what gives us interest rates. Um, and 35% of all mortgages locked across the country run through this platform. So they have a pretty good idea of what rates people are locking. Um, what they don't tell us is how much they're paying in points for that rate. So they don't tell us the price of that interest rate. But right now, the 30-year as of yesterday um, is showing about 6.675. So the highest in quite some time and borrowers are starting to feel that in their affordability. So we'll see, uh, you know, the people that we watch that, that are supposed to give us insight on which direction to go have kind of thrown their hands up this week. <laughs> And, and it's just a lot of red and things are bad and I'm scared. Um, we, we don't feel that way. Um, we, we went through this same kind of scenario in June. And I think I felt all the fear I was going to feel then. Um, so um, we're actually pretty excited. We've, we, were, we are ready. We've been talking about strategies to mitigate higher interest rates for months. And, they, it, and it's like all of a sudden on Monday, everybody wanted to talk about it. And so um, that's been pretty exciting for us. So we're, um, uh, again, we're just going to now kind of lead into a conversation about kind of where the market is. Yeah, Corey, uh, I've been talking to a lot of my friends who are scared to buy in this market right now. And they're all saying like, well, I'm just going to wait until the market changes and market gets better. And it's like, well, okay, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that one thing that I've been saying is, I would not have wanted to buy in this market seven months ago, a year ago, when these housing prices were inflated by 20, 30, $50,000. They bought in at the lowest interest rate. And so what do you do in a few years from now when you want to refinance? You There's nowhere to go. You mm -hmm. can't go up from there. Um, you paid well, you paid more for your house than you probably wanted to or should have, and you got the lowest interest rate. But now housing prices are lowering a little bit or evening out and they're a bit more reasonable. You're not having to fight as much and you might have a higher interest rate, but you can get the house that you may want <clears throat> and That's right. you can refinance in a few years if you want to. So like I would rather win that way than in the market that we just came out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, you were not only did you pile in, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 over asking on uh, on on the house you bought, but it was just a house. Right. It was probably the fifth or sixth house that you looked at, and it's it's not the one you love. But by the time you get to number four and you lost it, you've got some decision fatigue there, and you're just moving in, you know, to to find a place to go. So, yeah. um, Amanda, you said you had somebody that had some affordability issues. You solved some in a creative way this week, right? Uh, yes, they're actually closing next week. Um, so it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had, we had to make sure their interest rate didn't exceed the threshold for their debt to income ratio. So meaning we had to make sure that the house was still affordable for them. And as interest rates have been rising, um, we were just very aware of that. What we ended up doing was having the seller give $10,000 and seller pay closing costs. And we bought their rate down, which actually gave them more room in their monthly payment than $10,000 in a down payment would have been. Right. So, um, it allowed them the room that they needed to get into the house. And it's the same scenario that we're talking about. It was a house they really loved and it's not, 
the sixth house that they've put an offer in on and been discouraged. It was, it was the one that they wanted and they're so excited. Um, It's always like a feel good story when you have like this really sweet couple, they've got two kids around my son, two boys around my son's age. And so when you're able to get strategic and find those solutions, it, it makes that sweet story a lot better. So, yeah. 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 We were, we've been running this math quite a bit lately and we've been trying to get this message um, to the real estate market and, and we're seeing it. We're seeing other people talk about it, which is good. We've been banging this drum for again, like six months (laughs) and, and the market just wasn't ready. Um, but what we've seen lately is now the market is ready to receive this, you know, this kind of strategy. So, um, I'm going to stay really high level with numbers because some of you may be listening and I'm not going to show a visual on this, but the, the, what I'm trying to communicate is that a seller concession beats a sales price reduction seven days out of the week. So, and that is for buyer affordability. So people are, are now making counter arguments that, oh, well, no, it's actually the price of houses that needs to come down. That's the problem is housing's too expensive. And, and but nobody was saying that seven months ago when we were going 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over asking price and waiving all the contingencies and because rates were low. And now rates are high and everybody's like, you know what? It's actually the price of housing. And you're like, mm, I think what actually changed is, interest rates, right? So um, with back-to-back 20% years, sellers have the key to fix this. We have to get to the market to educate them on how it works and educate buyer's agents on what to pick up on, educate sellers on the fact that it's the same to them as a price reduction. But if the seller will offer a seller credit towards closing costs, we can use that money to buy a lower interest rate for the buyer, which dollar for dollar is dramatically better. So I'll give you one example. I ran numbers on a $460,000 purchase, 10% down. That's about what we, that feels natural right now, maybe a little low. Um, $460,000 purchase, 10% down. A sales price reduction of $10,000, let's say the house has been sitting, they need to drop the price to 450. For a buyer, that'll improve their payment by about $60. So, you know, a little less money down, a little less money down, not much. Um, Lower sales price, they get about 60 bucks better in payment. If they do a permanent interest rate buy down and we buy the interest rate, we we go into our rate sheet, we find a a nice low interest rate with a $10,000 price tag on it they can save $172. And so it's not just buyer affordability, them feeling comfortable, um, but it literally, like Amanda was saying, I've had two this week that that's it. That's the only way they qualified. And I had one this week that was a $25,000 gap. So it was $475 list price. The guy wanted to offer $450. And his payment was $200 lower at the 475 with 20,000 towards an interest rate buy down. So those are dramatic examples, but the $10,000 example, I think we'll see a lot of. Um, And it's just a great way to be creative and offer the buyer a solution that meets their needs. 
It meets the seller's needs. It's the same to the seller. The net is the same. It meets the agent's needs. And then, and then the market as a whole stays healthy. It's good for the neighborhood. It's good for the agents. And I think that's what it what makes it hard to communicate to people is I, there's not a huge downside, right? Other than, okay, yeah, you, you, maybe you could have gotten a cheaper price on the house, but unless you're a cash buyer, what really is important is your monthly payment. And I, I think a lot of times I hear people say when we talk about this option, they're like, well, it's too good to be true. And it's not too good to be true. It's too good to be free. So that's where that 10,000 right. comes that's in. Like, 10,000 yeah. is a lot for someone. So, um, but if it's going to be a price reduction versus uh, a seller paid closing costs, mm-hmm. it's it's the same either way to them, but it makes a huge difference in the cost for the buyer. So, that's right. yeah. Well, and one thing you were talking about earlier, I think, I think as I've been listening, I've been thinking about just this whole thing around buyer emotion. Mm. Like we're back into dealing with buyers emotions as far as, and, and you have a lot of buyers stepping back and they say rates are too high. And Corey, you touched on it and maybe also Becca and talking to her friends you know, we just traded what was high. We it's traded right. high, high prices and inflated prices for high rates. And I'm with Becca. I would rather be in a higher, higher rate market because at least the buyers now have our little bit level, level playing field. And we've talked about this a lot, but it all comes around buyer emotions. That's right. So we've been well ahead of really the market on this two, one buy down conversation. Yes. But it's just helping settle buyers emotions. And, um, and we're all, we're all hearing it. Lenders, realtors, we're hearing, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And really, I am curious, I would love for somebody to tell me what they're waiting for. Like, right. Really? What, what are we waiting for? Because who knows? I mean, I'm waiting for prices to come down. What if they never come down? I'm waiting for rates to come down. So right now it's just being creative on helping these buyers get back to a good emotional state and being comfortable with buying again. And, and that's, that's where I feel like we are. And we've been talking about that for a while. Well, it, so I, I thought about this the other day, um, just kind of, playing devil's advocate with someone who wants to wait on the market. And you're like, okay, so maybe we just need to have a conversation. I need to ask some questions. So what, what are you waiting on? Well, I want rates to come down. All right. Um, When rates come down, what do you think that'll do to prices? I mean, what do you think pushed prices up for the past two years? Right. Low rates, right? Okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm waiting on housing to crash. I want, I want prices on houses to come down. Well, okay. I mean, what do you think that's going to do to interest rates? So there's, there's not, you're exactly right. We're just, it's a seesaw. We're trading what was high. It's really about the same. And, and in all honesty, in all honesty, to Becca's point, it probably puts people more towards a home that they ought to be in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I've said this for a long time, um, just because you can afford the payment on a half million dollar house doesn't mean you can afford a half million dollar house because half million dollar houses have half a million dollar house problems. You've got irrigation now, you've got landscape lighting, you've got neighbors that want you to aerate and overseed. 
like you have, like these houses come with big expensive problems. And just because the payment was nice and low doesn't mean it's something you ought to do. So I really believe people are making better financial decisions to Becca's point because, Hey, we can refi that rate down and get your payment down. But this is really the house that you should have been looking at all along. So it's almost like, Hey, it's the perfect time. You now have the time to make a decision that's right for you and your family. This is the perfect time, really. You're not forced to make a decision. You're not forced to waive your inspections. You're not forced to do all these things. I think I think in the last couple of weeks, I have seen one property that had highest and best multiple offer situations. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, six months ago, that was every property. So a buyer has more, they're getting back more in, control of their of their future as, as far as the housing market goes, which is a good thing. Autumn, you touched on a, you, you mentioned 2-1 buy down. Do you want to go over that at a high level just really quickly? You're you so much better at that, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a 2-1 buy down is a form of temporary interest rate buy down. All right. So, um, the easiest way I know how to explain it is it is the benefits of an arm. So of an adjustable rate with the security of a fixed rate mortgage. All right. So the way it works, two and one are indicative of a reduction in interest rate. So the first year your rate is two points lower than market, 2% lower than market. Second year, your rate is 1% lower than market. Third year, your rate goes to whatever you locked in at the beginning and it stays there forever. Um, Odds are you'll have an opportunity to refinance over the next couple of years. Um, We don't know that to be true, but those are the odds. And if you don't, then you still got a 30-year fixed at the market. And it's actually about a four-year, if you run the math, it's about a four-year break-even versus a permanent buy-down. So if if you took that money to get a permanently lower interest rate, I, I personally start there with buyers because it's easier to understand. The 2-1 feels like witchcraft, although it's extraordinarily, it actually is very simple mechanically. It just feels like witchcraft. So we, we'll go there if, if they want to talk about it. But um, this yeah, 2-1 on Amanda's, is uh, On Amanda's concession she was talking about earlier, that's something that we will talk to the buyer about. You know, a, a permanent, a temporary and everything in between. So there are options for the buyer now on, on those concessions versus just your typical seller pay closing cost. Yeah. Okay. And for my customers, we didn't even honestly talk about the two one buy down because of the temporary or temporary buy down, we have to go off of worst case scenarios on the rates, which debt to income was one of the bigger concerns on this file. Um, but yes, I, we would have gone there if debt to income wasn't an issue um, because it's also a really good solution, but we went with permanent. To give you an idea on the exact same scenario I just gave you, the $460,000 purchase 10% down, if they went with the 2-1 buy down, their payment would have been $532 less per month the first year and $272 less per month, the second year. And then the third year, it goes to market. And also, this is important, we're qualifying people based on that maximum payment. So we're not putting, this isn't a, especially for those of you that have been in this for a while, you may remember the two and 28. So these teaser rate arms that sent housing into a recession before, 
people, I think people think about that because it's got a two in it. They are not the same, not even in the same universe, right? So um, this is a 30-year fixed mortgage with a temporary interest rate buy-down. If Corey Frills was buying a house right now, I would do a 2-1 buy-down, personally. Um, I think that's where the odds are. But, you know, it, it depends... Real. It's, it's sorry, Corey, to interrupt you, but no, it's sorry. real. It's real. Like if you see the numbers, it makes total sense if you can actually see them. And the realtors that just get it that I'm talking to are the the ones that have been in the business 20 plus years. That's right. Because this used to be it was a thing. how you sold a home. That mm-hmm. was how you. That was how they sold a home. And I had a realtor reach out to me and say, um, "Run the numbers on this listing for two one." I didn't even have to explain how it worked. She knew because she's been doing it about 30 years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I think the message that we're trying to get to the market is one, we're just trying to get some base level education out there around a seller concession versus a price reduction. And then two, that send, send your folks our way and let us be creative with them. You know, um, half the time we'll get the deal, half the time we won't. And that's okay. It, right now, it's more about keeping the market moving forward than it is about you know, us. And we're, we, I do mean that in that we, um, we all met as a team this week and there is no tinge of fear in anybody in this team. Um, We're pretty excited about the next quarter. I think the next quarter is going to be extraordinarily impactful for the long um, game of people that are going to be in mortgage and real estate for the long haul. And it's going to, Really, it, the ultimate beneficiary is going to be the consumer because the ones that get through this season are going to be the best of the best. And, and you have to continue to get better and better and better, um, which the consumer deserves that. The, the, you know, our clients deserve our best selves, and, and that's what we're going to do. So um, thank you guys for hanging with us. We're at 22 minutes, so I want to be respectful of your time. Um, again, we appreciate, um, we appreciate our clients and our realtors so much. Um, don't forget that we work on the weekends. So LTW group at fairwaymc.com, LTW group at fairwaymc.com um, is our email inbox. We have an on-call loan officer uh, watching that inbox. We actually, the whole team watches it, but somebody's assigned to be on call on your laptop. So um, if you need us on the weekend, we're here for you. Um, send your buyers to us. We'll get creative. Um, no, no disappointed, uh, you know, downcast buyers over here, man. We're going to build them up and, and uh, prepare them to make a good choice. So thank you guys for joining us. Hope you enjoyed this format. Give us some feedback and, and we'll see about doing it in the future. Thank you. Bye.